and welcome to the Peaceful Pastures podcast, finding peace in the pastures, spending 10 minutes each day with your shepherd. I am Pastor Daniel Lewig, and this podcast is brought to you by Christ Countryside Ministries, the regional ministries of St. John's Hill Point, Trinity Lime Ridge, and Bethlehem Richland Center. On day two, we capture the context. We recognize our world today is just a little bit different than the world at the time of the Bible. There are customs, practices, idioms, descriptions of locations that are lost on us. On this day, we take the opportunity to explore the context of the chapters in front of us. Yesterday, we listened to chapters 25 through 28 of Genesis. Let's explore what's taking place surrounding this lesson. But first, let us begin with prayer. Heavenly Father, blessed are they who hear the word of God and obey it. Amen. In chapter 25, we see the account of the death of Abraham. Here we see Genesis shifting back to that historic document, that historical document, with a format like previous chapters that provide a historical record of lineage, especially focusing on the life and years of the promise line. We see the phrase, he was gathered to his people. This was an expression used to describe especially the custom of family tombs and being laid to rest with relatives. But this didn't completely apply to Abraham. This was also an expression now used to describe his eternal life with those who now live with the Lord. A fitting reminder for us as we celebrate Saints Triumphant Sunday in the church year. The Lord speaks as we look to Isaac, as we see the history changing from Abraham to Isaac to the next generation, to the next generation of the promise. We rejoice as we see the Lord speaking to Isaac in the same way that he spoke to Abraham. Isaac prays about the challenges of having children, the challenges of of birth, 20 years without children to him and Rebekah. Rebekah prays in the same way, and God comes to her in prayer. God answers them both. We'll talk about God's answer to Rebekah as she recognized something felt different about this pregnancy. We'll talk about God's answer in just a minute. But we also see how names continue to carry Significance, this has been a theme throughout the book of Genesis. The name Esau sounds like the Hebrew word for hairy to describe his physical characteristic. Esau is also called Edom, and Edom is a Hebrew word that resembles red, so his reddish color of his hair. Jacob sounds like the Hebrew word for heel, and that describes the manner in which Jacob was born uh, as he was grasping the heel of his twin brother. In this chapter, we see the focus on birthrights. A birthright was something given to the firstborn. The firstborn was a position of privilege. The firstborn would be the head of the family clan when the father had passed. It included a double portion of the inheritance. And in our context here, It especially included the connection to the promised line 
of the Savior. In God's response to Rebecca's prayer, he says things will be different with her children. The older will serve the younger. The younger will receive the birthright. Jacob was chosen by God to be the continuation of the promised line. But Esau's disregard for this birthright is troubling in many ways. Apparently, he, and also Jacob, still thought that it was his possession. But look at what follows in this chapter and in the chapters to come. We see parental favorites, not teaching God's commands, deception and scheming, lack of trust, and like father, like son. We are going to see many examples of family discord and the pain and anguish that is caused as a result of that. But in chapter 26, we see a similar setting to previous chapters. This is the account of Isaac and Abimelech, the king of the Philistines. We note in previous chapters that Abraham had interactions with Abimelech as well. And this is where we experience like father, like son. Isaac, in in response to the same way that Abraham struggled himself with having a beautiful wife, in this account, calls Rebekah his sister. And Abimelech, again, as he has in previous times, had to chastise Isaac for almost putting the nation of the Philistines at risk uh, of dishonoring uh, his wife. Abimelech comes to Isaac, though, because of recognition that God was with Isaac and it led the Philistines to seek a peace treaty. There are some issues that we could tell here of less than stellar treatment between the two, tensions between the two of some of the Philistines and Isaac. Part of it was due to envy, part of it was due to the size of Isaac's household and uh, income. And so Abimelech, recognizing again, uh, as many did, that God was obviously with Isaac, he comes to Isaac with the, the leaders of his country and seeks to make a peace treaty with him. In chapter 27, we see the story of the blessing. We see Rebekah following God's will that Jacob was always designed uh, as the, the one promised by God to receive this blessing. But Rebekah does so deceitfully. It appears that playing favorites led Isaac to not follow God's plan initially. So Rebekah cooks up a scheme, literally, for Jacob to deceive his father into receiving the birthright. And Jacob goes along with the plan. The result would lead Jacob to going on the run in an effort to put some distance between himself and a brother who was contemplating revengeful murder as a result of the deception. Rebecca tells Jacob that it will only be for a few days. But these few days would become 20 years. In chapter 28, Isaac finally accepts God's will and blesses Jacob without deception. Rebekah has the plan for Jacob to return to 
her family in Padana Ram and her brother Laban with the effort of searching for a wife. Jacob begins this journey of what would be a 500-mile journey. And after Jacob traveled about 70 miles, we see Jacob starting to come to terms with his actions. Jacob was afraid. His schemes led him to be cut off from his immediate family and essentially on the run. Jacob recognizes that he can't scheme his way through everything. And in chapter 28, he asks for God's help and promises to build a memorial to God's grace if he is able to return home safely. And this leads to the account of Jacob's dream, where he sees a ladder extending to heaven, with angels ascending and descending, and the Lord himself at the top of the ladder speaking to Jacob. But Jacob doesn't realize what he is praying for, and God's relentless answer to his request. This sets up 20 years of training for Jacob. He leaves with the name Jacob, the heel grabber, the deceiver and schemer. And he would return with the name Israel, the man who wrestled with God, struggled with God, and overcame. What does Jacob learn on this journey? What is the lesson 20 years in the making that God has in store for Jacob? Next week begins Jacob's training. This wraps up today's podcast. We invite you to join in next time and take the opportunity to share our podcast with someone in your life who could use some peace in the pastures. You can find our podcast on all major podcasting platforms. If you have any questions, feel free to contact us at Christ Countryside Wells, W-E-L-S, at yahoo.com. Our podcast is brought to you by Christ Countryside Ministries, the regional ministry of St. John's Hill Point, Trinity Lime Ridge, and Bethlehem Richland Center. Music used with permission from Koine, part of their soundtrack to Oh That the Lord Would Guide My Ways. You can find their music on iTunes and many other online musical stores. Scripture used in this podcast is from the Evangelical Heritage Version, used with permission from the Wartburg Project. This is Pastor Daniel Lewig wishing you God's richest blessings on your day.